Welcome back, everyone. It's the third annual installment of the Artifexian Christmas pub quiz. We have reassembled the Avengers, just like last year, except with a few small modifications. The big one is that uh, Patrick, name explains, um, can't make it this year because he unfortunately is sick. Um, so no Patrick, sad emoji. Hopefully Patrick will be back next year and we wish him a speedy recovery. It's nothing serious, but hope he gets well soon. Returning from last year, we have Zidnaf. Hi. We have Mitch. Hello. We have Bibliridian. Good evening. And of course, we have Bill. Howdy. And myself. Hello. <laughs> uh, we have a newcomer, and that newcomer is Lycan. So, Lycan, will you uh, tell us who you are, what you do, and where people can find you? Yes. Hello. Good evening. I'm Lycan. I enjoy making videos about constructed languages, con cultures, linguistics more generally, and some other fringe subjects that I've definitely made plans for videos of but actually haven't executed. And you may notice I make them with ever-decreasing frequency. I expect that trend to continue. Um, <laughs> if you're curious, you can find me on Reddit, Lycan000, or on Discord. I knock about various constructed language servers. And we will throw your YouTube uh, channel in the show notes for sure, yeah? Oh, yes, that one too. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Oh, I cannot believe <laughs> I didn't think of that myself. That's genius, Mitch. <laughs> no, no, we mustn't like and we mustn't subscribe. That's the whole thing. What? what? For those who don't know, if you actually watch the videos all the way to the end, everyone ends with the line, don't like and don't subscribe. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's just jump straight into it. Our first round is Zidnaf. So Zidnaf, you have three questions, correct? Do you want to just launch into them? Correct. <laughs> As per the ancient tradition, I come to you today with three questions about political history. Uh, in the interest of fairness, I have one about the United States, one about the UK, and one about Ireland. No, Zidnaf, you can't, you can't keep doing this. Every year you make me have to hand back my Irish passport for not knowing enough about our history. Every year, <laughs> Zidnaf. <laughs> well, don't jump to conclusions. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Cool. All right, question one. Question one. How many times has a United States presidential candidate won more than 50% of the popular vote without subsequently becoming president? Oh, blimey. Hmm. Uh, I should know this, because it's, a, like, this is a relevant thing, relatively recently. <laughs> mm. And CGB Grey has made, like, at least... Three separate videos about this exact thing, yeah. Y yeah. Uh, I, should, I should know this. I'm trying to remember those videos. Ah. Uh, okay. Everyone have an answer? I got something, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I'm so uh, I'm torn between two things. If I'm wrong, it's because the I considered the right one and discarded it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. Rather famously, Grover Cleveland uh, is the only president so far who has served two non-consecutive terms as president. But uh, that kind of thing is a fair amount more common for British prime ministers. So the second question here is: What is the most number of times that somebody has been 
discontinuously British prime minister? Like, what is the largest number of discontinuous terms of office that a British prime minister has served? Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. At this point, it's just a complete guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I really... Mm, I feel like this is the sort of thing that I should have come across at some point. But I have no memory of it. Yeah, I got something. Zero percent confident. Everyone good? Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Question number three. Name an Irish political party. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole question. <laughs> is that genuinely the question? That is genuinely the question. I tried so hard to think of a question about Irish political history that Bill and Edgar, that wouldn't just be super easy for Bill and Edgar and that everyone else would have a chance at. I, I don't think there is any such question. So eventually I was like, you know what? If Bill and Edgar know a lot more about U.S. and British politics than everyone else knows about Irish politics, that is not my fault. I am doing my best. <laughs> I, Zidnaf, thank you. Uh, this, this year, I do not need to hand back my Irish passport. <laughs> I do. You have an Irish passport? Mr. Passport Collector over here. What's going on there? <laughs> well, I, I don't have one yet, but I don't know. The way things have been going, we'll, we'll see how it sure, works. Sure, sure. I've got one. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have connections to, to Ireland, Lycan, don't you? You betcha. And in fact, I've written down a whole slew of political parties just to make myself feel extra good about this question. Right, well, I can't be, I can't be <laughs> undone here, so let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just done the three main ones. Oh, but, no, I'll, I'll be out to you. I'll be out to you. I'll go for some, like, obscure, uh, obscure nonsense. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, everyone got an answer? Yep. Cool. And we are still playing by the house rule that if your wrong answer is funny enough, it's worth partial credit, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Yes, we are. <laughs> I feel like the main thing is that if you rules lawyer cleverly enough and funnily enough to convince us that you should have the point, then that's when you get the point. I see. Yeah. I see. That's fair. Not to do the thing from last year where I, like, I'm the straight-laced guy trying to keep to the rules, uh, but didn't we have something last year where it was like one... There was like one inspiration point per round or something. I really enjoyed that. What did we do? Does anyone remember? I think it was a thing we suggested doing and then we sort of didn't do. <laughs> that sounds like us, all right. I think it's better if we kind of stick to the rule as it's half remembered. And that way it's not consistent with previous years. And it makes tallying the scores across the multiple years much more difficult and chaotic, and I find that oh, oh, for the record, mm -hmm. for the record, I've I've given up on that. I've actually deleted the spreadsheet that has the the tallies across years because I'm like, it's utter chaos. Like it's different people every year, <laughs> different amount of questions. I'm like, this is not worth my time. So we're not doing that, or at least I'm not doing that. Viewer, listeners, if you want to compile this, you're more than happy to do so. But like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going to tally per year. Um, so anyway, anyway, we're all answered. Liberals trying to rewrite history once again. <laughs> we're all answered. Uh, Zidnaf, will you restate the questions and then give us the answer? No, restate the questions, we'll give, give the answers, and then you tell us what's, what's correct. All right. Uh, the first question was, how many times has a United States presidential candidate won more than 50% of the popular vote without subsequently becoming president? Okay, Bill. My answer was three. Okay, my answer was four. Mitch? My answer was five. Ooh. Uh, Lycan? My answer was two. 
and Bib. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. Uh, Twelve. <laughs> it's a complete guess, but I'm making it with confidence. You broke the sequence, though. Everyone else answered sequentially. Um, and so, Zidna, what's the correct answer? Um, I feel I may have made this question too hard. I knew it was a trick question, but here's the thing. The answer is one. This has only ever happened once. Now, five times in U.S. history, somebody has won has won the popular vote in terms of winning a plurality. But of those five times, four of the times, no one won the major- like a, a absolute majority. Oh, uh, it's that thing. <laughs> oh, you sneaky, sneaky man. I apologize for making this question too hard. But yeah, the correct answer is one. It has only happened once, and it was in 1876 between uh, Samuel Tilden and Rutherford B. Hayes. Sorry. Can, 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 you, can you explain that again? It's only happened once that it's an actual majority, but uh, it's happened five times where the person who got the most votes ended up losing, but only one of those times the person who got the most votes actually had the majority of votes. I follow. Yeah, I follow. Okay. I was very careful with the wording that it's won more than 50% of the popular vote, because I've heard there's yeah. semantic difference in different places where some in some places majority means what i mean when i say plurality which is like the yeah. most votes you see what i'm saying yeah yeah mm-hmm. i understand okay um next question the second question is uh what is the largest number of discontinuous terms of office that a prime minister of the united kingdom has ever served bill i said four i said three mitch uh I, in the astronomical sense it's around 10 <laughs> Wait, what? The astronaut. Like, within an order of magnitude, it's it's closer to ten than it is to one or one hundred. Hmm. Oh God! Hmm. Oh God! Makes sense to me. Lichen. I said four. And Bib. I also said four. Mm. Damn it! I was toying between three and four. What's the correct answer? <laughs> the correct answer is indeed four. Damn it! Yes. Uh, let me do something real quick. Four. Uh, log base 10 is 0.6. Okay, so on a logarithmic scale, 4 is in fact closer to 10 than 1. Yeah, so I, th- I think that should be worth something. This is all on the question asker. Zidnaf, what do you want to do? How about a half point? Yeah, that's Can we that's give fair. Mitch a half point? Sure, sure. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the boldness of it, mainly. <laughs> my new year's resolution is to be uh, last year was to be more easygoing guys so i'm not going to uh dissent on any of these these calls <laughs> <laughs> what growth uh yeah i was there there not only was it four times but there was a there's a clear winner of this uh, william gladstone was uh is the only oh. prime minister to serve four non-consecutive times there's like a handful who have had three non-consecutive terms and then like dozens who have had two so yeah way more common in the uk than in the us Hmm. okay on the subject of gladstone you can go to gladstone's personal library which is located on the border of wales and england and it's if you want you can even stay the night there i think it's a kind of hotel but it's mostly a library i didn't know that i've been getting more familiar with british prime ministers because i've been i've actually been toying with the idea of making a video about uh like 19th century British politics. and I thought you were going to say you were toying with the idea of becoming the next British Prime Minister <laughs> and I wouldn't put it past you. One day. One day. 
Also, you you realize it now if you just have like publicly stated that you uh, want to get back into video making. Like the hype will be real now. Oh, I toy. To be clear, audience, I toy with my list of video ideas is lengthy. I am constantly doing research for videos that never get made. Like, I this this is this is a constant thing. So like, this is no change from the status quo. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely get that. I do so much research for things that just hypothetically might eventually be a video. And then it's like, you know, the research itself was so much fun. I don't want to, like, do do the work after it. Yeah, I get that. Classic, <laughs> classic brain crack right there, lads. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, question number three, the final question. All right. Question number three. Name an Irish political party. Bill. The Social Democrats. Oh, that was, a, that was quite an obscure one. Well done. Um, I have uh, People Before Profit. Mitch. Uh, I said I'm getting no points, I guess. <laughs> nice. <laughs> actually, actually, technically, I wrote down the I'm getting no points, I guess, party. Oh. <laughs> one of our, one of our uh, parties that do quite well. They're quite historically solid yeah, party. Very, very ironically named. Uh, um, uh, Lycan. I put down Fina Gale. Cool and Bib. I I said the Republicans, and if that's not actually an Irish political party, I do have a, a, a roundabout way of making it a feasible answer. Oh, do you want to give us that? So you said an Irish political party. Now that doesn't necessarily mean a political party within Ireland. That could just be a political party that has some sense of an Irish identity. And I lived in the US for 15 years, and there were so many people who were so keen to tell me that they were Irish. They were very fond of their Irish heritage. And so many, like, like when I first moved there, I would say, you know, oh, I moved here from England. And they're like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, I'm Irish. And I would be like, oh, cool, so how long did you live in Ireland for? And they would say, oh, well, of course, I never lived in Ireland, but, you know... My great, great, great <laughs> granduncle once met a guy on the street one time that he had a dream that he went to Ireland. So, <laughs> so I, I reckon that the Republicans in the US, they, they have a fairly strong Irish identity about them, and therefore I deserve the point. Okay, I like this answer. I will give this to you if when I yes. Google what direction Irish Americans vote, more of them vote for the Republicans <laughs> than the Democrats. Oh. Otherwise, if if more Irish Americans vote Democrat than Republican, I don't think there's any sense in which you can call the Republicans an Irish party. Should have gone for the Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good call. I, before we start giving answers, uh, I would like to just hedge, if that's okay with everyone. Um, I w- I'm trying to be a little bit clever with my answer, people before profit, because it's not one of the big ones. There's a small part of me that's suddenly uh, doubtful and I'm like, they might be a loose coalition of parties, but not technically a party. So if it's okay, I'd like to submit <laughs> Sinn Féin as, an, as like an actual answer, because I don't want to be caught out on a technicality. I think if you try a, a trick answer to an easy question and you're wrong, I think you should get zero points. I think that's what should happen. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you should get punished and get negative points. <laughs> that's even better, yeah. Okay, well, it's a moot point because People for for Profits is, uh, according to the Wikipedia page I'm going off of, it is indeed uh, an uh, an actual party. Great. Okay, that's wonderful. All right, okay. Give us your answers proper, though. Uh, 
Sorry, I didn't hear any of that because I am trying to figure out how Irish Americans vote. <laughs> oh, this is probably a very nuanced subject matter that you're going to have to read multiple sources and polls to find the actual answer. Research for a video uh, that will never happen. Oh, I found it. Okay, political perspectives tend, let's see, in the 2016... All right, I believe they're talking in this article specifically about of people who identify as somehow Irish, and it says 41% identified as Democrat, while 23% uh, identified as Republican. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, that was that was Bib who was making that uh, argument, right? It was, it was. <laughs> good try, very good try. But Just uh, as I no thought, I had you within my ironclad grip of reason. <laughs> I was wondering how tricky the answers were going to get. Um, honestly, I might have given it to you if you had made... There's a different argument where you could have gotten this, because what counts as a political party is super nebulous. One can argue that it's just like any vaguely organized group of people acting in a political way. And there definitely were Irish Republicans, like, rebelling against yeah. the UK in Irish history. So, like... Yeah, that's... That's basically the reason why I went with Republicans in the first place, because I reckoned, you know, it surely some people, like Republican is a loose enough term that some people in Ireland would fall into it at some point, but <laughs> I had to get clever with it. I actually was going to ask, so uh, Edgar, Bill, are, mm -hmm. are, are any of the three big ones, Republican isn't like a shorthand for any particular party, is it? No. no. Okay. Sorry, that I don't. I don't. I don't think we can give this to you in any way, then, Bib. Sorry. Like in 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 a, in a Northern Irish context, Republican is a community, um, but it is not monolithically represented by one party. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no matter how hard we try here, Bib. I'm sorry. I think this is zero points for you. I'll get you <laughs> next time. Irish <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, here, Bill. Uh, and I and Lycan got a point and Mitch and Bib got zero, correct? I got a half point that for is... rounding about 10. No, 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 for, for this specific round. Okay. That's, yeah, for for this specific round, Mitch gets, sorry, but I'm not giving you a point for um, the I don't know party. I, I said the uh, I'm getting no points, I guess, party. <laughs> yeah, that. So if I, so here's the thing. If I actually don't get any points this round, it means I was right and I didn't get any points, which means that's worth a point. But that means that I did get a point, so I was wrong, so I shouldn't get a point. So can you solve <laughs> oh, that one? Oh, shoot. I think, I think we need to mark down that Mitch has a superposition of zero and one point at the same time. Not half a point, but like... I, but. I am in love with, with the, the claim being made here that uh, performance in a podcast Christmas quiz is a position in the Irish political system. <laughs> it is a bold claim, Mitch, and I support you. <laughs> so, in, so in total, that means that between that and the half point I got for question two, that means that my total score right now is one half plus or minus one half? Uh, no, it's it's one plus or minus one half because it's either one half or one and a uh, It's either 0.5 or 1.5. Right, so it's, okay, so it's one, it's either one half or, okay, yeah, I got it. Okay, okay, sorry. Just to step in here and reel it back into reality for a second. Bill, how many points did you get that round? I got two points in this round. Okay, I got uh, one point. Uh, Mitch, what do you want me to note? One plus or minus a half. 
one and I need to, superposition in an Excel spreadsheet is very difficult to do. So <laughs> I'm going to just have to make it. Just, an... just do the plus or minus symbol. Uh, Way easier to type. No, 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 I know, but that, that won't compute like in, in the spreadsheet. Like the spreadsheet is computing the tallies. Um, so it, it's okay. I got you. I got you covered. Like, okay. what did you get? I am two for three, please. Two for three. Babe, what did you get? One. One. So uh, that is the end of Zidnaf's round. Next round is Bill's. Bill, it is currently your round. You have a picture round, correct? I have a picture-involving round, yes. Cool. So if you want to share your screen... Uh, we can all have a look at this. Listeners, chapter art in the video, you'll be able to see what we are seeing now. So, can you all see that? Yes. I can. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, two things I enjoy are dogs and facts about geography. So, this, re- this round combines both of those. I'm going to show you a picture of a dog. And you have to tell me what that dog breed is. And in all cases, it is named after a region, and you have to tell me where that region is. So, does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. yeah. It, it does. Yeah. So, just as an example to make sure we're all on the same page, if I were to show you this dog, you would say, that dog is a Labrador. And Labrador... Yeah, that's one of the ones I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Labrador is in Canada. Or you could give me, you know, a reasonably specific description of where it is. But as long as I can tell that you know where we're talking about, then that counts as a correct answer. So, dog number one. What breed is this dog? And where is that place? Bill, will you give a visual description for anyone who can't see while we think about it? Um, this is a small dog. It is highly fluffy. Um, has a sort of a leonine mane. And uh, small features on its face. Okay, I have something. Does everyone have something for this? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is dog number two. Ah, uh, yes, excellent. Okay. okay. Where is this dog breed named for? Where is that region? Suddenly I'm more confident. This is a white dog covered in black spots. Um, medium, lar- a large medium-sized dog. And Bill, will you be awarding half points if we guess breed, but like don't get the location? Mm. No. I, no. No. Wow. No. No. They are two half questions, though. Eh, sure. <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a geography round, as well. <gasps> Yeah, I was a little bit confused on the rules at first, but I I eventually picked up that yeah the the rule this is this is a combined do- dog and geography thing, and we need both, mm. right? Okay, yeah, that that does I, make, I that does like, check out. Okay, yeah, cool. I feel like that's a fair description. Okay, have we all got dog number two? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Where is this little fellow from? This is a very small dog, short-haired, um. And with sort of long, pointy ears. So, uh, just, just, I'd like to give my thoughts here. 
something in the back of my head, like obviously don't give anything away here, is that I feel like there's an obvious answer for the the geography element of this, but something's mm-hmm. telling me that it's a trick. So I, I, I vaguely remember reading somewhere that it's not actually, it, this dog uh, is not named after where you think it might come from. And that's caught giving me an awful lot of pause. Okay. <laughs> pause. Because they're <laughs> dogs. <laughs> Let me just check something here then. Let me just check this on my on my Wikipedia. I think we might be barking up the wrong tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should leave the question as is and let sleeping dogs lie. Hey. There's some really good dog puns. These are some doggone good puns. <laughs> the uh the First paragraph in Wikipedia confirms my intention with this question, so let's go with that. Interesting, yeah. It is not a trick question, shall we say, on my part. Oh, no, like, I didn't think it was a trick question. Um, uh, like, I didn't think you are putting in there to, to have for it to be a trick question, but, like, I don't know what I'm recalling here. But anyhow, um, dog three, everyone got an answer. Dog number yep. C. Mm-hmm. Dog number C. Um, okay, so um, first up is Zidnath. Ah, oh, man, I'm just now realizing that for the rest of the game, I am going to be the one having to give my silly answers first and stick my neck out before everyone else. Correct. This is fun. <laughs> okay. I I believe this is a, a Pomeranian, and mm-hmm, okay. I don't know how specific Bill wants me to be here. It, will, will, you, will you give it to me if I just say it's on the coast of the, of the Baltic Sea? What coast of the Baltic Sea? Uh, like, okay, uh, the southern part, like, somewhere around Poland, I think. Like, somewhere around the coast of Poland, I think. Okay, right. Uh, Edgar? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, so I wrote Pekingese. I think that's a dog breed. Could be totally wrong. And then I figured East Asia, maybe China, but I'm expecting zero points for this. Wouldn't a Pekingese be from Peking? Uh, which is Beijing, no? Yeah. Yeah. So, so China. But no, I mean that that's that's <laughs> but, a little. But you could be, but you could be more specific than East Asia from what the name is. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. But again, I'm not confident that it is even that. So I don't. Okay. I, I'm getting zero. So whatever. Okay. Um. Next one is Mitch. Uh, I also said Pomeranian, and I also had a vague answer that may or may not count. I just said somewhere in Europe, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lichen. I said Pomeranian, and I said south coast of the Baltic Sea in a region spanning Poland and Germany. Oh, flexing. Uh, spanning. Yeah, it's still a flex, though. Bibliridian. Uh, I said it is a Canis lupus familiaris. And I don't think we know exactly where dogs were first domesticated, but it's somewhere in South China. <laughs> that's a very clever answer i like that uh bill this dog is a pomeranian and pomerania is on the south coast of the baltic sea split between poland and germany nice nice <laughs> which is somewhere in europe i will give <laughs> i let the record show 
last year that is somewhere in Europe last year I answered one of Bibb's questions it was a geography based thing as well like where certain animals were from and I was like Afro-Eurasia and no one gave me a point so not a hope Mitch (laughs) well Europe is much smaller than Afro-Eurasia citation needed (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, okay so I I think I think it's only fair Zid and and Lycan there sure sure okay dog number two Uh, is it enough um, once again, I don't know how specific you want me to be. Uh, I believe this is a Dalmatian, and I believe that Dalmatia is in the Balkans. Is that good enough? Well, we'll see, because other people need to answer. He can't give it away. Uh, um, okay, hang on. I want to give a more specific answer. I'm, I'm nervous. The more specific an answer I get, the less likely it is that I'll lose the point because it's too broad, but the more likely it is that I'll lose the point because I'm wrong. Anyway, I think Dalmatia is in modern-day Croatia. Okay. Um, okay. I said it's a Dalmatian. Um, I know there's a thing called the Dalmatian Coast, um, and I believe that spans, like, the western side of the Bal- Balkans. So, like, Croatia, um, those little bitty countries, Albania, that sort of thing. Um, so that region, like, that coastline there plus some on the inland part. Maybe you'll give it to me for that. That's my answer. Mitch. Okay. Oh, man. See, I said Dalmatian, and I said uh, Southern Europe. Mm. So it's, you know, somewhere around there. <laughs> we'll, we'll let Bill Rules Lawyer that one. And Lycan. I... It's more specific than my first answer. Uh, Southern Europe is smaller <laughs> than Europe. Citation needed. <laughs> That's true. I said Dalmatian, Croatia. Croatia. Okay. And Bip. I said Dalmatian, from Dalmatia, but if I were to be more specific than that, my first instinct was to say France, but I don't think that's right, and I crossed that out, and as people have said Croatia, I, I'm, I'm increasingly confident that that's probably correct, although I had thought that Croatia was Bohemia, but then I might be getting mixed up with something else, whatever, I wrote Czech Republic, so I'm just sticking with that. Okay. Cool. Bill. This is, of course, a Dalmatian. And Dalmatia is one of the four historic regions of Croatia. Mm-hmm. So, Bill, Whew. can I assign myself a point with my rather long-winded spiel about Western Balkans? I did say Croatia in it. Yes. yes. Okay, cool. One point. Zidnaf also and Lycan also. Cool. And question number three. Dog number C. Uh, Zidnaf. All right. I was very thankful for this one because if Bill hadn't shown this at the end, then I would have guessed the first one was a Chihuahua. Uh, but uh, because of this, I knew that this one was a Chihuahua and that the first one was a Pomeranian. I believe Chihuahua is a state somewhere in the northern half of Mexico. Um, I wrote, I had Chihuahua and I just wrote Mexico. Hopefully that's tight enough in. Um, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chihuahua, Mexico. Cool, Lycan. Chihuahua, Mexico. Nice, Bib. Uh, Chihuahua from Mexico, and I would ordinarily be able to tell you what Chihuahua actually means because it's a word in Nahuatl, but I cannot remember. So, oh, oh no, <laughs> um, I think it means Chihuahua. It means this dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has something to do with the river. It's like the edge of a river or something i can't remember 
Let me check. Chihuahua is thought to derive from the Nahuatl Chihuahua, which means a dry or sandy place. Hmm. I just found the same thing. Interesting. Um, mm. So, Bill, what was the answer? It would be really funny if we'd spent that like couple of minutes on a diversion there and this wasn't a chihuahua. It's a great day. <laughs> it's a great day. <laughs> it is a chihuahua. And chihuahua is indeed a region in Mexico. Cool. All right. So, Zidnaf, what's your total for the round? I got all three points. Um, I got two points. Mitch? I got one point unless we're fine with the really vague description of somewhere in Europe, but we're not, so it's just one point. We are not. <laughs> uh, I admire your moxie, but I will not award any points for moxie. <laughs> Lycan? Three for three, please. Three for three. And uh, Bib? Uh, one. One. Okay. Carnivoran subspecies is not my forte. <laughs> so... Lads, we're being put to shame here. Lycan is currently in the lead. Oh, will will the first timer triumph? Will the first timer decouple, uh, not decouple, dethrone Bill, who has won every single year? I'm, I mean, you say every single, it's it's both. All two of them. But definitionally, that is every single year. It's not a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so that is the end of Bill's round. Uh, next up, we have my round. So, like Bill, I have a picture round. And like Bill, this is a geography picture round. So, they're, all three questions are going to be on screen at once here, okay? So, viewers, go check the chapter art. These are the questions. In front of you are three countries, the silhouettes of three countries labeled A, B, and C. Your job is to tell me what these countries are. I have hints, because this is quite difficult. Uh, I have a number of hints. So, if you require them, let me know. And for the viewers who can't see, uh, country A looks a bit like Pluto, the dog, with his mouth open facing east uh country b is notable for having this lake thing going on in the top right or top left it's a very famous lake at least in geography circles and country c has a very organic east coast or east border should i say but a very ge- uh, geometric like western border which is a bit of a hint as to where this these countries are from so i want you to tell me what are these countries a b and c is this all question one, or are these the three questions? These are the three questions. A is one question, B is another question, C is another question. Okay, good. Have these silhouettes been rotated at all? Nope. Oh, and I should also state that there, I'm not doing any jiggery-pokery here. Like, these aren't, like, micronations. These aren't obscure Pacific islands or something. Um, these are all, like, big macro countries. Um, and they're, they're countries, like, it, per the UN... They are countries, so I'm not, like, these are not, like, UK territories. I'm not trying to pull any shenanigans here. We would all know what these countries are. And if you need hint more, if you need hints, let me know. I would like more hints. Okay, I'm... <laughs> okay. anyone anyone else need hints? Mm. Yes, please. Yeah, I could go with some hints. Yeah. Okay, I want I want everyone to know I have written down my answers. I'm actually really confident in this. Wow. I, oh, man. I, uh, 
a long history playing geography flash games is coming in handy right now. So mm. I, I just want everyone to know, I know the answer. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> hint, first hint is these li- listeners, go back to your chapter art. These are the flags of said countries turned into a pie chart with each color being proportional to how much it takes up on the flag. That's not a hint. Okay. Oh, there's there's another. That's that is a fantastic hint. Thank you. Yeah, man. I love. That's this. a really funny <laughs> idea for a hint. Not that helpful, but like very good. Well, it's extremely helpful. If you look at the third one, you're basically done. And there's a further hint. If there are so many countries that have that color scheme, yes, but it's like th- th- those are the Pan African colors. But they are. But you, th- there are not many countries that have this exact border layout. <laughs> Yeah, but they are all in Africa. All the ones that have one lumpy side and one straight line side. I already knew it was in Africa. So, so I, I do have a further hint if we're super, super stuck, but that is my final hint. I think I'm okay-ish. I mean, I've got some half guesses, but, you know, I, more, if you have more hints, I'd love to hear the more hints because if they're as funny as this hint... Okay, so the final hint is that all three, and this is, I think this is easy. This is getting into easy territory here. So um, all three of these countries, uh, they have been living rent-free in the minds of Americans uh, over the past, say, over our lifetimes. So these are all countries that most Americans will know about and, like, have been involved in the Amerosphere um in terms of like world politics. Okay. Everyone good? I have answers. Lycan, how are you doing over there? You're very quiet. Uh, this is the silence of suffering you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we are we ready for answers? That third hint was extremely helpful. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, like all three of these, I was torn between like three different things. And now I'm only torn between like two things for all of them. So it's a coin flip. So um, answers, Zidnaf. What did you get for country A? Uh, that is North Korea. Uh, Bill, what did you get? The Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Um, Mitch, what did you get? Yeah, that's North Korea. Cool. Lycan? I said the Netherlands. Ooh, Bib. Ooh. I was I said Netherlands until the final hint, at which point yeah. I said North Korea. I got thrown off by the final hint and I thought maybe maybe the Netherlands is famous in America and I just didn't know. Uh so the correct answer is North Korea. Yeah. Not the Netherlands unfortunately. Um the what did we get for the second country, Zidnaf? Uh, the second country was Venezuela. Bill. I also said Venezuela. Mitch. Oh man, I didn't get this at all. I said Ukraine. I'm so bad at geography. <laughs> Lycan. <laughs> I said Kenya because I was just thinking of places with big lakes. I mean, that's not incorrect. <laughs> um, Bib. I also said Venezuela because of that lake. Yes. Do you know the name of the lake? Maracaibo. Correct. Do you know why it's famous? Uh, because of the the uh, Catatumbo lightning phenomenon, right? Bingo, bingo. It has like I think it's the world's um, highest frequency of of thunderstorms because of the unique geography of the region. So they get like thunder. I don't know, like every second day or some nonsense. More than like half that. the year. Yeah. 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 
Um, it's a really famous lake in, in geography circles. Um, the answer is indeed Venezuela. And question number three, Zidnaf, tell us all the right answer. Uh, that would be Iraq. Bill, what'd you get? I said Iraq. Mitch. Nope, I said Libya. (laughs) Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? Looking at it, I can totally see why you said Libya. They're very similarly shaped countries. That was the... Oh, man. And they they both have the Pan-African colors, and they're... uh, It's... Yeah, Libya's east um, border is nowhere near as um, organic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that I know the correct answer, I know it's the correct answer, but uh, that that one was literally a coin flip. I kind of see it with the with the southern with the diagonal southern border. I I see it if I squint. Also, it may not be the correct answer. We're just assuming this. Lycan, what have you got? Oh. <laughs> I also put Iraq after treading lightly over Saudi. Interesting, interesting. Um, Bib. Um, I had at first said um, or was speculating possibly Tunisia because to me the the east coast. The contour of the East Coast kind of looks similar, but after the flags, no, that that is Iraq. Oh, and you put Iraq? Yes. Cool. And so the correct answer is, in fact, Iraq. Wow. Can I have an extra point for knowing it, for getting them all without any hints? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Zidnaf e. deserves an extra point for that. I, I, That's I, like... I think so. I think so, too. Um, I have been playing, there's an app called Worldle, like it's like Wordle, but with an extra or where you, they give, they give you silhouettes and it's such, it's such a difficult app because they don't just give you countries. They give you like any territory. And I think today's one was, hold on, let me bring this up. Today's, today's picture. And it was bloody impossible. Um, uh, yeah, today's, today's one was, uh, Turks and Caicos Islands in the Southern Caribbean. And like, I'm good at this geography crap, but I'm like, the hell are you? What are you even? It's very, gets very, very <laughs> difficult after a while. Um, I, I really fell out with that app because I remember months ago, uh, the, the answer was like the French South Sea and Antarctic territories or something. And I immediately recognized it on site as Kerguelen Island. And that wasn't the, the, the accepted answer because that's not the official name of the territory. And I was furious, like such an obscure one. Mm. And I was so <laughs> proud of myself getting it right. And then it wasn't, you know, uh, the, the government name. And like this app does tend to lean very heavily to, to these mad obscure ones because like I never see like Britain. You know, I never see um, the Netherlands or any of that. It's always like these mad little islands. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Bill, what did you get? I got three. Got three. Uh, Mitch. I got one point. Uh, Lycan. One point. Bibleridian. Astonishingly, three. Oh, very good. Okay, so what have we got? Uh, currently, Zidnaf is in the lead, followed by Lycan, followed by Joint, Bill, and Bib. Very good. Okay, so next round belongs to Mitch. So my topic is uh, the relative lengths of Wikipedia articles. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. So, for each of these questions, I'm going to list three Wikipedia articles, and you have to put them in order from the shortest one to the longest one. So you say the shortest one, then the middle one, then the longest one, all right? 
And uh, specifically by length, what we're comparing is the size of the article in bytes as of yesterday when I checked. Wait, I don't know how bytes are measured here. Are like photos counted in in this size measurement? So using the standard conversion rate, of course, one picture is equivalent to 1,000 words. So that's the convention that we're using. <laughs> that's a joke. We're not actually doing that. Uh, on Wikipedia, uh, images are stored as links to external things and other things. So, uh, but, but yeah, it's the total byte count of the article that we're comparing. It's, rel- it's basically correlated to what we think of as the length of the article, though. Okay, okay cool. Okay, cool. All right. So the size of the article. So what's the short, the smallest article, the middle article, then the longest article of the three in each of these sets? Brill. And I will say ahead of time uh, that each part of this is worth one third of a point, which means that if you get like one of them right and the other two are wrong, you get one third of a point. Oh, lovely. Each of the three questions of this round has three articles that we are putting in order in terms of length. Three articles, rank them from shortest one, the middle one, then the longest one. Perfect. Okay. Question one. High five handshake, and hug. Hmm. High five. So which one of those is the smallest? Which one is the middlest? Which one is the longest? Um. Let me know when everyone's got it. Well done. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to give me a second here. Mm-hmm. Just think it through. I have a guess. I am set. See, this um, is fun because yeah. I didn't know the answers to these until yesterday when I checked what the answer would be. <laughs> Oh. And it might be it might be wrong by the time we're actually recording this. Who knows? So Okay, and just just sorry, just so I have it right in my head, it is from uh smallest to largest. Shortest shortest to longest. So yeah. the shortest yeah. one, middle one, then longest. Cool. One. I think I am good. Okay. Question two. Theater, film, and internet. There there's some themes for these questions you might be noticing. <laughs> and for the record, it's theater spelled the cool French way. <laughs> All right, I got one. Everyone good? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I guess. All right. Uh, question three uh, is list of Latin script letters, list of colors, compact, and list of numbers. So that's list of letters, list of colors, and list of numbers, but like more specific names than that. List of numbers. List of Latin script letters, list of colors, compact, and mm-hmm. list of numbers. But not list of numbers compact. I uh, know, just the normal list of numbers article. Uh, there are actually several list of colors articles, and the main one is just a is just a list of other list of colors articles. So it's actually like way smaller than the other one. So I didn't use that one. List of colors compact is actually longer than the main list of colors article. Ah, <laughs> I would like to use a lifeline. <laughs> Do we have those? Do we have those? I think you can ask one of the people who's already in the call. Can I phone a friend? We don't have the technology. (laughs) Can I buy a vowel? Uh, There's several vowels in the list of letters article. (laughs) That that last question is really messing me up. Mm -hmm. It's really, really messing me up. I'm going to be really curious, not just what the order is, but like by how much. I do have the exact byte sizes written down in this text file I'm reading from, so I will reveal. And people can reverse engineer when it exactly was when I checked. <laughs> so, uh, Mitch, sorry, can I ask you a question? Yeah. When I think of list of Wikipedia pages, it is just just mm-hmm. that. It's like 
a big list. It's just a list. It's just a big list. Some of them also have like a little bit of information. Yeah. Like some of them have tables with like some extra information, but list articles uh, are for the most part just a list of things yeah. and links to more relevant articles. Uh, I believe all three of these articles do have a little bit of extra information sure. and formatting stuff, uh, but they are for the most part just lists. I think, you know, I think that third question is a great question um, because I can. I can convince myself of any order. Um, mm -hmm. That is actually kind of close. Yeah, I was. That's one of the ones I was genuinely very curious, like what the order of these specific articles would be, and we'll 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 see the real result. Okay. Well, I've got everything. Has everyone else got everything? Yep. Yep. Yes. I believe okay. so. Okay. All right. Zidnaf, you give your answers. So for for this first one, my guess is handshake, then hug, then high five. Wow, okay, Bill. Mine was hug, high five, handshake. From smallest to largest. Uh mine was high five, hug, handshake. <laughs> um Lichen. Mine was handshake, hug, high five. High oh. five is the longest? Whoa. I don't know if I agree with that one, Lichen. See the fun thing about this is that since there's six of us, uh if I was also answering, we could, or like if none of you got it right, we could hypothetically get every single possible ordering mm. with, between all of our answers. Uh, bib. I said high five, hug, handshake. Oh, same as me. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, Mitch. Okay, so with 14,886 bytes is hug with the smallest of these three. Uh, which makes sense. Wikipedians have the least to say about hugs of all of these. <laughs> Some sort of joke you can make with that. Uh, with 24,012 bytes is high five. And just barely longer at 24,926 bytes is handshake. So they're, they're neck and neck, these two articles. Uh, that, that's something that it, they very, it very well could have switched between the time when I checked and now. Uh, but at the time when I checked, handshake was just slightly longer than high five. So it's hug, high five, handshake. And I will say, if you got ex if you got one of those three in the right spot, then that's worth a third of a point, and you get the full point if you got the exact order. So did anyone get the exact order? Yep. <sighs> Wait, Bill okay. Bill got the full thing? Yeah. Okay, I didn't Hug, get... Hug, high five, handshake, right? Hug, high five, handshake, yep. yeah. I got zero of that, as did Lycan, since we get, got the same thing. And since Edgar was... The reverse of me. D did anyone other than Bill get any of that? Uh, I got, I placed handshake at the top, so I got a third of a point. Mm -hmm. Me too. Okay. Right, so that's worth one third yeah. of a point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling better since Lycan said the exact same thing as me. Uh, <laughs> Lycan and me mm -hmm. are wrong in the same ways, I guess. See, I'm blown away that handshake, handshake doesn't have a more commanding lead because I would have thought, like, think about all the different ways you can like lock hands and all of the mad hand routines mm -hmm. you can do. I can imagine a Wikipedia page that's like... I think those are given sub-articles. Yes. I think that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that in terms of if you have a really in-depth article about something, oftentimes, like if you look at the Wikipedia article for a country and you go to the economics section, there's a link immediately to economics of Saudi Arabia. And then it takes you to that new page and the actual thing on the main page is just like one paragraph long. But, but the thing for me there would be that I think each of the subcategories of handshake would only merit a stub. 
so they would actually be in the main page, you know, because economics of a country is Have huge. you seen the article about the uh, too slow variant of high fives? No. It's a quite a Links. No, but I'm about to. Links in the show notes, everyone. I don't actually know if it is a dedicated article. It might, it might have been. At some point, at least, I read a thing that was that. It might be, a, but, it, but it is very good. Okay. Question number two. Um, Zidnaf, what did you get? I put down theater, then film, then internet, uh, mostly on the grounds of what I thought Wikipedians would care most about and have the most to say about. Okay, Bill. I said film, internet, and theater. Now, okay, all right. I said theater, film, internet, exactly like Zidnaf. If internet is not like winning here, like on top, I don't know what I'm going to mm-hmm. do because, like surely that's what wikipedians give a crap about like the internet like i cannot see the internet not being in first place i'm gonna have such conniption when i'm wrong <laughs> lichen <laughs> what did you get i said internet no. theater film no okay really wow just be- because it would seem like the sort of question you ask because we'd all imagine internet would have had loads written about it. But the fact is, the internet's got a lot less history than theatre and film. Hmm. Mm. That, that is actually very good reasoning. Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah, no, I get it, right? But, like, as Mitch just pointed out, we have a Wikipedia article on the slow variants of the high five. Like, if we can get that, if we can mine that much information from a high five, we can definitely mine, you know, a, a massive article out of the whatever 50-odd years the internet's been around. Um, oh, to be sure. Yeah. I didn't actually think through this answer very well. For all of these, I basically put them in a random order. <laughs> um, Let the dice fall where they may. Exactly. Bib, what did you get? I had internet film wow. theatre. Okay, Mitch, right. I am extremely curious. At a very nice 69,000 bytes is film as the shortest one. Uh, then 84,000 bytes for theatre. And a yeah. whopping 147,000 bytes for the article about yeah, the internet. Yeah, that's no-brainer. No-brainer on my end, yeah. Uh, th- this one... Thanks. This one was not nearly as close of a line, uh, uh, as close of a race as high-five high and handshake. Uh, I wasn't keeping that good track. Who was... Who, who got points for that one? I got a third of a point. Not me. I got a third. I got a third. And I, too, got a third. All right. I, I think it's surprising that theater is a longer article than film. I would expect that, like... Wikipedians would care more about movies than theater, but also it just has a much longer history, right? So it makes mm. sense. Yeah, that's that's why I put it ahead of film because I thought it just you could go into all the different cultural styles of theater mm-hmm. across history and all that. Um, okay, question number three, Zidnaf. I put list of numbers, then list of Latin script letters, then uh, list of colors. What was it? List of colors abridged. Compact. List of colors compact. Yeah, list of colors compact. Mostly because uh, I thought it would be really funny if list of numbers was the shortest one and list of colors compact was the longest one. <laughs> That's really good reasoning. Interesting. Bill, what did you get? I put list of letters, list of colors, and list of numbers. Okay, so I put okay. list of numbers, list of colors, 
and list of Latin script letters. Now, here's the thing where I need to hand back my Conlangers card and show that I don't actually know much about the Latin script. But reasoning here, I, I'm kind of, Zidnaf, I think it's interesting that you went with list of numbers at the base. I think that Wikipedia article is probably really short because they'll redirect you to like numbers. There's an article for like numbers between a million and two, for example. So it won't actually be like a full list of mm. tons and tons of numbers. Um, and I think the list of colors compact, it's small enough, I think, to merit all of those being on the one page as opposed to numbers. And I think the list of Latin script letters could be really long if we factor in all of the like weird add-on ones, um, which vaguely, I, I think I've seen a giant page for the list of Latin script ones. So... That's really long-winded. That's my reasoning. Lycan, what are you thinking? Well, so my reasoning was that the compact list is actually going to be super long. So yeah. I've got that as the biggest list. And then I was vacillating between list of numbers and list of letters. My initial hunch was that list of letters would be shortest, but then I thought about all the different diacritics yeah. Latin letters could take. And so I've got that in the middle and then list of numbers as the shortest. Yeah. So you're, we're, we're kind of thinking somewhat similar although we've come out of a different order um bib i pretty much just guessed but i said uh numbers latin script letters colors interesting okay put us out of our misery mitch <laughs> all right at fifty-six thousand bytes list of numbers is the yes. shortest one yes which is very funny good uh, and, of, and of course, it's because it's not a comprehensive list. In fact, the list of numbers article starts by saying that this list is incomplete and you can help Wikipedia by expanding it, which is very <laughs> funny. Um, uh, then list of colors compact is the middle one at 135,000 bytes. <gasps> and at a whopping 193.6 thousand bytes is list of Latin script letters. Uh, the longest article of any of these in, in this entire set of questions wow. is the list of letters. And it's because they have all of the diacritics and every, like every single one of them. So historically, I've always, I think literally the two times we've done this, come last and I perform very badly overall. But I just want to take a moment uh, to ditch all semblance of humbleness and be like, I got that entirely correct. One point. Good job. Edgar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a hard one. I, I think everyone got at least a third of point, right? Yeah. So Zidnaf, what did you get? I got a third of a point. And actually, no, let's let's not do it that way. Zidnaf, what did you get for the entire round? Because I should start filling them in. Uh, for the whole round, I got two thirds of a point. Bill? I got uh, one and two third points. Okay. 1.666. I too got 1.666. Um, Lycan? I got two thirds points. Two thirds points. And Bib. I also got two-thirds points. Okay, so at the end of that round, uh, Zidnaf is in the lead with 7.666 points uh, recurring. Um, then there's a tie for second between Bill and Lycan with 6.666 recurring. And then... Hail Satan. Hail Satan. And then <laughs> we're going to get demonetized for that. And then 5.666 <laughs> for Bibliridian in third place. Um, thankfully, Mitch, you're doing me a solid. I am not in last place. Mitch is in last. Oh, but I'm, I'm close, so I'm coming for you. Don't worry about it. Um, okay, so next round is Lycan's round. Boop, 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 ba-doo. Doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. 
Alright, so question one is a game called Endonym Mismatch. Not a real game, I just made it up. Now, the English words for countries often differ from the country's word for itself. So, for instance, um, most people in England will refer to Ireland as Ireland, whereas if you speak Irish Gaelic, you'd refer to Ireland as Era. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the endonym of various countries, and you're going to write down what the English name for that country is, but it's going to be pretty quick fire. There are ten, and I'll give you about three and a half seconds after reading out the name of each one before moving on to the next one. There are ten? Yeah, it's just super quick fire. I was planning to do it so fast that it should only be one question, but if, if I just cross off one of them, then it can count as my three questions bundled together. Okay. So, yeah, I've crossed one off, and we're now ready to go. Wait, I'm confused. How many endonyms does Lycan have total? Nine. I've got nine written down in front of me. And each one will be a third of a point. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ready, set, go. Deutschland. Kumri. Suomi. Hrvatska. Nihon. Modjororsag. Wow. Hayastan. Sakartvelo. Kalashlit Nunat. Uh, Alright. Can, oh, can I hear stuff again, please? Yes, I'm going to go through them all again. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So the first one, Deutschland. Number two, Kumri. Three, Suomi. Four, Hrvatska. Five, Nihon. Six, Modjororsag. Seven, Hayastan. Eight, Sakartvelo, and nine, Kalashlit Nunat. These are some good, good examples. <laughs> Thank you. I would definitely recognize most of these written down. The pronunciation is messing me up. If I may ask, what was number eight again? Sakartvelo. Uh. I've got three whole ones in here where I don't even have a guess. Nice. Mm, same. Really? I thought Mr. McGrath would be rather good at this round. I, I, I've got... I'm confident on six of them. And I've got three where I'm, where I'm a little... I, I, again, I think I could probably do it written down. But, yeah, that, this is good. All right. Well, given that we're enjoying our whistle-stop pace, let's go through them as long as everyone's happy that they've either got an answer or are willing to succumb to having written nothing. Can I can I have just another minute? I cheated a little bit and phonetically transcribed them as you were going so I could go back and think about it. That's and... not cheating at all. <laughs> I like your <sighs> grading of difficulty. Uh, I think it's that's very good. They get they do get progressively harder. They do get increasingly harder. Yeah, in a really yes. smooth way. So that's really cool. I don't know what the rest of you are talking about because I got Deutschland and after that I <laughs> I, I got I got almost nothing. Well, yeah, they get increasingly harder. <laughs> 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 F- 
from from one to a hundred, and then it stays there. I mean, to be clear, like I, I, I'm fairly confident I have the first three, and thereafter I have no confidence. But just like Mitch said, it scales progressively harder. Are these all in the dominant language of the the countries that they refer to? Yes. Okay. I mean, one of them might be. A couple of them are questionable as to whether the language is strictly speaking dominant, but it's the, the uh, language okay, yeah. other than English. There, yeah. There's some multilingual nations. There's some yeah. Whatever the national language is. All right. I think this is as good as I'm gonna do. Yeah, and just to clarify, um, for the multilingual nations, it's the language which is spoken by. You know, if it's of two languages, it will be the one that's least similar to English. And if, the lang- and if there are loads of languages, it's the one that's spoken by the most people. All right, team. So, Zidnaf, what did you get for Deutschland? I got Germany. Should I give what I have for the first three or just for Deutschland? First, uh, first three. Yeah, let's go for the first three. So this is Deutschland, Kumri, and Suomi. So uh, I went with Germany, Cambodia, and Finland. All right. What about you, Bill? Germany, Wales, Finland. Artifexian? Uh, exact same as Bill. Germany, Wales, Finland. Mitch? Uh, Germany, Wales, and Finland. Bibliridian? Uh, well, I seem to have written Germany, Wales, Finnish, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know what you mean. And indeed, the correct answer is Germany, Wales, and Finland. Cool. All right. Right. Uh, four, five, and six. This is Hrvatska, Nihon, and Magyarorsag. My guess, my guesses are that this is the United States of America, Japan, and Canada. Um. Oh, sorry, Bill. I said Croatia, Japan, Hungary. Uh, yeah, I was only confident with Japan, so I had Russia, Japan, and Moldova. <laughs> oh, that is hungry, isn't it? Ah, oh, yeah. Mitch, I said Croatia, Japan, and did not have a guess for the third one. Ibleridian, I said nothing, Japan, and Hungary. And you'll be all pleased to know that Hrvatska is Croatia, Nihon mm. is Japan, and Magyarorsag is Hungary. I get two thirds of a point for that set. Cool. Okay. And then we get to the nice, really difficult ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this this was oof. So, seven, eight, and nine were respectively Hayastan, Sakartvelo, and Kalahit Nunat. Alright. Um I guessed uh Kyrgyzstan, Mexico, and Equestria. <laughs> Alright. Nice. <laughs> I guessed Kazakhstan. I didn't have one for Sakatvelo and Greenland. <gasps> Say number nine again for me. Like Kalashit Nunat. Mm, okay. Um, I had Kazakhstan, same as Bill, but not confident. I have absolutely nothing for uh, the the following one, and it the number nine has shades of Nahuatl about it. So I said <laughs> Guatemala, but like I don't know. Uh, hang on, hang on, hold up. Shades of Nahuatl, so you guessed Guatemala? <laughs> oh, see, I don't know, I don't know the geographical, where the geographic spread of Nahuatl is, so I know it's somewhere around Mexico, I didn't think that yeah. was the name for Mexico, so I was like, what is near Mexico? You have the United States, or you have Guatemala bordering it, 
And so I was like, okay. that one seems more likely. Um, but again, like zero, zero confidence about it. Mitch. Uh, I, the, the only one I had any guess at all for that one was the third one, which I said is Greenland. Mm. And with Viridian? So number seven, Hayastan really bothered me because all I could see was the Turkish in there because it looked to me like a compound of Hayastan, which be, would mean yeah. like the, the country of life. I was like, which country is that? I don't know. I've never heard of that place. So I have no guess for that one. Um, but number eight, I said, was Georgia. And for number nine, I've written Iceland, but now I'm pretty confident that it's going to be Greenland. Yeah. Mm. So number seven, Hayastan is Armenia. Mm. Uh-huh. Hmm. Tvelo, as Big Luridian rightly pointed out, is Georgia. Not sweet yes. Georgia, the one in the Caucasus. <laughs> Should have gotten that. Kartvel, as in Kartvelian yeah. languages. Kartveli. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I recognized the Kartvel in there, and I could not for the life of me remember. <laughs> and then Kalasit Nunat is Greenland. Right, so I was just miles, miles off. Wow. How did you guys know Greenland? It literally came to me at the, at the last second, and I heard, like, the, the Nunat. Yeah. And I thought that sounded, that sounded kind of in, Inuit or Inuk to me. But it's not Canada, I, I figured, so... Yeah, was the next that best makes guess. sense. Dang. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Zidnuf, what did we get for the entire round? For the entire round, I got one whole point. Well, hey, Bill. I got two and a third. Two and a third, excellent. I got one and a third. Uh, Mitch. I got one, two-thirds, and a third, so that's a total of two. Hmm. And yeah, I told you, Mitch, I'm coming for you. That bottom spot. Um, All right. <laughs> Pip Floridian, what did you get? I got two. Nice. Okay, so at the end of that round, we have... Uh, oh, Jesus. Bill is in the lead. <sighs> Great. Um, Pip Floridian is... No, no, Bill is in the lead. Zidnaf is in second. And Pip Floridian is in third. Uh, next up is Pip Floridian. Boo, 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 boo. All right, so I tried to come up with an interesting theme or format for this year. The problem is I failed, so we're just going to have a pretty boring... uh, There's, I suppose, a vague theme here of just amusing names in science. Cool. And that sounds like it could be fun. Well, Patrick is not here, which in this case, yeah, I, I suspect he, he may have gotten some of these considering he, he is name explained after all. If, if anyone is going to know the explanation of names, it's probably him. I'm anticipating a fat zero right now. <laughs> so, question one. What is a thagomizer? Oh, no, don't do this to me, Pip. Okay, so, oh, so behind the scenes sort of things here for, for the listeners, and I guess for everyone present, I've been learning some spec bio stuff off Bib, and this has come up. Has it? We've talked about this. It's a really fun name. I, lo- I love the etymology of this particular thing. We have talked. Oh, so you're aware of it. <sighs> Rest in peace. <laughs> I know this. Can, can you say it again? That's Thagomizer. That's T-H-A-G-O-M-I. 
Z-E-R or S-E-R if you're on the east side of the Atlantic. Do we just need to see what it is, or do we need to see where it comes from? No, just what it is. It's okay, because if you don't know, it means you get to learn where this word comes from, which is always very fun. You're one of the lucky ones today who gets to learn where this word is from. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this is one of the ones where I'm not actually sure how widely known this is. It's about to be more widely known. Right, does everyone have an answer? They do not. Can you hold on one second? Because I, I bloody, I know this. I know this. <sighs> okay, okay, we'll just, we'll just move on. Um, it'll come to me, hopefully. All right, number two. Question two. What genus of beetles includes the species donut, bean, and fish? Yeah, fish beetle. Lol. It's easier than it sounds. Everyone set? Wait, can you say that again? Donut and... Uh, donut, bean, and fish. Okay. Okay, and question three. Hyperion, Methuselah, Telperion, and General Sherman are all superlative examples of what general type of organism? Can you list them again, please? That's Hyperion, Methuselah, Telperion, and General Sherman. Not feeling good about this one. Wait, I know what a tagomizer is! Yes! Okay. Yay. Okay, I, I, I'm probably going to... It's probably um, a bit a bit premature of me, but I, th I think I remember where I know this from. Okay, okay, I'm excited. I might get one. Come on! I, I, I think this may be in something we discussed, Edgar. If this is what I think it is, we haven't discussed it. Uh, I've definitely talked about it with uh, Bib. I have no memory of discussing this. Uh, I mean, we discussed it like 10 plus years ago. Well, no, nine years ago, probably. Oh, well, man, I can't remember what happened last week. You can't expect me to remember that. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um, all right. Okay, so let's get some answers. Uh, question one was, what is a thagamizer? Zidnaf. The first time Bib said that, I, th I thought the first sound was an F rather than a TH, so I wrote down that it's like a rainbow cannon of some sort. <laughs> oh, come on. Jesus Christ. I, I'm, I'm, okay, real, real quick. The internet needs to know I'm bisexual. I get to make that joke, just for the record. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> We're getting demonetized. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> okay. Um, if the YouTube content algorithm is sensitive enough to notice that that was a dodgy joke, then I'm very impressed with how AI has gotten. I mean, the YouTube content <laughs> algorithm has demonetized Bill and I several times, and we have the most squeaky clean podcast there is. Like, so I wouldn't put past. What, what was it? The last time it was like a drug thing. No, that was years ago. We said the word violence too much, and they were like, "No, no, no." Um, that's how that's how they get you. That's how they get you exactly. Um, so uh, that was Zidnaf. Bill, what did you get? Well, is that your actual answer, Zidnaf? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have no idea. The the thagamizer is the spikes on the end of a stegosaurus's yes! tail. Yeah, it is. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. So, Bib, Bib, this came up because I was watching or I listened to an episode of the Common Descent podcast with the Stegosaur, and we talked about it. I, I have no memory of us talking about it, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, we definitely did. Ah, oh, I'm so happy I said the same thing. Okay, all right. Uh, Mitch, what did you get? 
the spike on the tail of a stegosaurus. Uh, it's named for the late Thag Simmons. And uh, lichen. I said stegosaurus spikes. Brill. Okay, cool. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Zidnaf is actually correct. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is indeed the arrangement of spikes at the end of a stegosaurine dinosaur's tail. And the name comes from a Far Side comic where it's cavemen who are talking about, and see in this part, it's it's because there was a guy who was named Thag who was was killed by one of these. Yes, there's an arrow pointing to the the tail of the stegosaurus that uh, labels it as a thagomizer with a footnote that says, uh, named in honor of the late Thag Simmons. And apparently this was funny and popular enough for it to be adopted as the official term. <laughs> I mean, it is very wow. funny. It is a, it's a very nice word. It sounds like what it means. It does. <laughs> and what I'm waiting for, I've not seen this happen yet, but I'm waiting for a back formation to happen where people, if thagamizer is the noun, then obviously to thagamize must be a verb, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I guess it's the action of of impaling thags in pummeling or striking something as if by a stegosaurus's tail. So you could say something like, <laughs> oh, "There was a, a storm last week, and a, a tree fell on my house, and my roof was totally thagamized." <laughs> like that actually makes a, a certain amount of sense because yeah. it, it implies mm-hmm. that it was like your roof was made to look like how thag wound up. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, the term is becoming increasingly popular, and I believe it is now, uh, at least in some contexts, you can apply it to other forms of tail weaponry, not just stegosaurus, like <laughs> ankylosaurs can also have thagomizers, I believe. Nice. I'm glad uh, that I, I got the name know. Thag Simmons right, by the way. I, I knew it was Thag something, it was just a normal last name. I'm very glad that I didn't embarrass myself by confidently saying Thag Simmons, and that it turned out it was a different joke name. It, yep, it was indeed Thag Simmons. We all we all have fond memories of him. Uh, fun thing about Stegosaur that came up in that Common Descent um, podcast is that it's armor plating on its back, like those those plates. Um, apparently, there was a theory back in the early days that they were used as a gliding equipment. They thought the Stegosaur like glide around glided around the place, which is bananas. Looking at the thing. Yeah, one of the earliest reconstructions. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was very confident in saying that the uh, the plates were the basis of a gliding membrane, so that it could leap off cliffs and float <laughs> down like a parachute to safety. Just <laughs> gas. Wow. Okay. Question number two. Right. Question number two. What genus of beetles includes the species donut, bean, and fish? Uh, Zidnaf. I'm gonna go with dung beetles. It's it's like fish dung beetles, bean dung beetles. Uh, yeah, I couldn't think of any other types of beetles. <gasps> Bill. My initial thought was uh, scarab because I can't think of any other kinds of beetles. But then I thought weevil. I don't know if weevil is a beetle, but I'm gonna go for it. Um, weevil. I had initially written a joke answer to be like, I can't think of any beetles. And then I thought of a dung beetle. So I put dung beetle because I figured I have a better chance of getting some sort of points. Um, Out of curiosity, what was your joke answer? Oh, no, joke answer is I can't think of any beetles because I literally couldn't think. I can think think of exactly four beetles. Well, I can now. There's scarab, dung, and apparently weevil. I have three. I'll get... And Ringo. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And Ringo. (laughs) Uh, um, Stuart Sample. So I'm going to go with dung beetle. Um, Mitch, what do you got? 
I said it would be so wild if they're just called food beetles. These are the ones you can eat, and this, they're named after what they taste like. Well, so far, Mitch is the closest. No. Oh, good. Wow. Lichen. Uh, if there's one thing I know about beetles, is that there are many, many, many different kinds. Uh, and so I took a step back from the answer, and I thought, what does donut and fish have in common and bean? So I wrote down jelly. And lichen is correct. The je- wow. The jelly beetle. So, I've never heard of a jelly beetle. I, you probably wouldn't have. This, this was more of a question of like word, uh, word play than anything else. But it's just so there was a genus of beetles of leodid beetles, I believe, that were discovered. If I'm remembering the story correctly, the type species was found within or next to a slime mold. So they called the genus jelly, which in Latin is spelled G E L A E. And it literally means like of jelly, like of gelatin, because they're associated with the slime mold. And then later on, taxonomists who kept finding more species just thought, well, wouldn't it be funny if this was this beetle was jelly donut, and this one is jelly bean, and this one wow. is jellyfish. And there are several others as well. That is nice. very good. That is clever. Very fun. Shout out to taxonomists, I guess. Got, got those good <laughs> jokes. Mm-hmm. Those wacky taxonomists. And question three. Question three. Hyperion, Methuselah, Telperion, and General Sherman are all superlative examples of what general type of organism? Zidnaf. I feel like I've read somewhere that these are the names of really big groves of trees. So that's what I put down. I put down groves of trees. Mm. Like the the kinds of really big ones that are like connected by the roots and are all one giant organism. Mm. Bill. I said trees. Um, I was envisioning it more as individual trees rather than a sort of a macro-organism tree, but um, trees. Um, I, I had no idea. Um, Medusa made me think of a, smi- a slime mold. It doesn't fit with the others, but I put down slime mold because that's all I could think about. Um, Mitch. Ironically, this is something that we have actually talked about, Edgar. Almost certainly, but my memory is useless. Um, the Mitch, what you got? Now, this is probably not the actual correct answer, but I am willing to make an argument of getting at least partial credit for it. Uh, these are examples of a human being. Uh, these are all person names. Uh, every one of these is the name that a person has. You know, I actually did uh, preempt that. And you're for three out of the four of them, you would be correct. But sadly, one of them doesn't There's, fit. No, there are enough people. Hey, whatever the fourth one is, post in the comments if your name is that. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, theoretically. I know so many trans people, it is not unreasonable for someone to name themselves after a tree. So, like, it's totally plausible for all four <laughs> okay, of these what are, to be people names. What are the four again? Uh, Hyperion, Methuselah, Telperion, and General Sherman. Yeah, there's definitely people named all of those. I think yeah. Mitch gets a point. Yeah, I think those are all person names. Just statistically. I'm not mm-hmm. accepting that. Post in oh. the comments, if your name is Methuselah... Well, that one is actually a person, but we have not heard from Lycan yet. Well, yeah, hold on. Sorry, 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 Lycan. But like, surely the problem here is that General Sherman needs to be a name, not Sherman, but General Sherman. Like, oh, that's that. I'll let that slide. That's fine. oh, I, that one I wouldn't let slide because the thing is called General Sherman. There are Shermans who are generals, definitely. Yes, but General isn't a name. 
gender is an occupation. No, it's a, yeah, it's a title. Right. It could it's a be. thing that you would, it's a th- someone's full name they would go by General Sherman if they're a general who is named Sherman. But that's not the No, but hold on. We're saying we're saying that someone might call themselves Hyperion and <laughs> nixing the idea that someone might call themselves General? Nah. You could totally change your name to General. Yeah, but you Okay, hang on. What was the wording of the question exactly? Because if if the question just said these are all the names of these things, then that's one that thing. That is true. The question different... is they are all superlative examples of Yeah. this general type of organism. So, like, if Hyperion is just kind of a bland kind of person, then they're not a superlative example, so... (laughs) Okay, well, what I was going to say is General Sherman was a real human. General Sherman is not the name of a human. It It would be incorrect to say his name was General Sherman, but it would be correct to say General Sherman was a human, and therefore General, like, I feel like it counts. Everyone post in the comments whether or not you think I deserve the point for this one. And if your name is General Sherman, keep that to yourself. (laughs) The question asker decides whether or not there's going to be bonus points uh, or inspiration points uh, awarded. What do we think, Bib? I think probably someone at some point has named their child Telperion, so I'll, I'll give half a point. Okay. I'm saying someone could have named themselves Telperion, though. Like, uh, uh, like as an adult, like they say, no, I don't like <laughs> I mean, the name that, I was given as a that's child. That's totally possible as well. I'm specifically thinking, you'll understand when I read where the quest, the name comes from. But, All right. Yeah, I can envision that happening. Hey, so. Hey, yeah. hey, Mitch. Uh, can <laughs> I? I've always wanted a nickname. Can Telperion be my new nickname? Can you just call me that real quick? Oh uh, yeah, sure, Telperion. Thank you. See, I'm Telperion now. It's a name of a person. <laughs> Oh god. Okay, and I would say oh, a superlative example. <laughs> Why thank you? You got me. Why there. thank you, Hyperion, which is a nickname I'm giving you right this now. Ab- oh thank this you. This is absurd. Like and save us. What do you got? So um I wrote down special trees, but then crossed out special because Bibliridian had said that it's a generic sort of thing. I know General Sherman is an example of a large tree, and Methuselah is a character from the Bible who's famous for having lived a very long time, and it bubbled in the recesses of my memory that there's some really old tree somewhere, and it looks really gnarled and grows on this rock in the middle of nowhere, and I think that it's called Methuselah, so I've said trees. Okay. And the correct answer, or at least the answer that I had written down, was trees. (laughs) Okay, all right. So, yes, they are all record-setting trees. So Hyperion is the tallest tree at 116 meters. Methuselah is the oldest tree, yes, named after the the character from the Bible, at 4,854 years old. General Sherman is the uh, heaviest tree, or actually, uh, by the units I have here, the most voluminous tree at 1,487 cubic meters. And Telperion, I cheated just a little bit, because Telperion is the name of one of the two trees of the Valar from uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's work. And it's also the nickname of one of the people on this call currently. That this is true. Um, (laughs) So it fills the extremely subjective category of just being the best tree. And (laughs) I'm sure at some point, like, uh, like when Game of Thrones was the hot new thing. There were loads of people who named their children after all the characters and things. So I'm sure with Lord of the Rings that would have inspired something similar. So I'm sure that's happened at some point. So, Alright. 
Can I have the point for that one, even though I specifically said, like, big groves of interconnected trees rather than individual trees? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll totally give you that. And, and just and just to make it clear and rules lawyery about this, is, is, my, is my definitely good answer worth half a point or a full point? Um, half point. Uh, Edgar has spoken. Half a point. What happened to Generous Edgar? Uh, generous Edgar went out at the start of this round, the start of the conversation we just had, Generous Edgar left the building. Old grumpy Edgar is back. Half point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but if your name is Telperion, leave a comment. <laughs> okay. So, but only if you are a superlative individual. <laughs> I think everyone who is listening to this podcast is a superlative individual in some way. And you should I, like, like, and comment, and subscribe, and <laughs> support everyone here on Patreon. <laughs> okay, Zidaf, total points. What you get? Uh, I got one point for the tree one. Uh, Bill, I got two points in this round. Uh, I got one point. Uh, Mitch, I got one and a half points. But if you're Telperion, please, please, please post in the comments. Uh, I'm begging you. <laughs> um, Lichen. I'm three for three, please. Oh, that make nice. that makes things spicy. Okay, at the end of that round, in the lead we have Bill with ten point nine nine recurring. Then in s- tied for second we have Lycan and Zidnaf nine point six 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 recurring, and uh, in third we still have Bibliridian with seven point six six recurring. <laughs> I have six and a half plus or minus a half right so now. So you have six point five plus or minus a half, and I'm on six point nine nine recurring. So if <laughs> You could win. Wait, hold on. 0.99 recurring? Yeah. I was wondering the same thing. That's just one. That's just one. Oh, I see. Oh, sorry. It's, sorry. it's the way... Yeah, it's, I'm not inputting the full decimal expansion, and Excel is only picking up what I'm doing. And yeah, yeah, so that these all, all will be, need to be rounded to one, but I'm not doing that because it's going to mess with my sum formula in, um, in Excel. I'll... I think you should leave it as 0.9 recurring. Sure. <laughs> Sure. I think it should be and nine ninths is how we read it. Sure. Uh, okay. So the final round is a bonus round, a listener submitted questions round. So our first listener uh, submitted question uh, comes from the art historian, and this is an audio recording. So is everyone ready? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Let's say the year is 1880. If you got the morbs, met up with the chuckaboo, and whilst having a collie shangles, you copped a mouse, what would you have got up to? Okay. Can can we we listen to that one more time? We can listen to it as many times as we want. Here we go. Let's say the year is 1880. If you got the morbs, met up with the chuckaboo, and whilst having a collie shangles, you copped a mouse. What would you have got up to? Uh, and so, given that I'm kind of sort of the question asker here, uh, I think it is somewhat reasonable because this question comes in, like, there's four terms that we need to decipher in this. I think if we get the general gist of what's going on without hitting every one of those four points, I think that's well worth half a point. And full point if you get the whole thing. Surely a quarter point per point, right? Uh, I mean, we could do that. Do we? Do we want to do that? That's. I think that would be more consistent. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Core point per thing. Um. So, is everyone ready? Yep. Uh, (laughs) Do you need to hear it again? uh, I don't. I knew one of the terms. (laughs) 
So, uh, Zidnaf, what did you get? Um, I think that this means that uh, you blinked. Like, that entire phrase. It, when, when you say someone blinked, you say they got the morbs met up with a, a chuckle something and copped a something. That, that whole thing just means you blinked. Cool. <laughs> okay, Bill, what did you get? Um... While depressed, you met a friend for a drink and you got in a fight. Um, I said, while you're feeling like uh, melancholic, uh, you met up with either a significant other or best friend. I was leaning towards best friend. You drank some sort of drink and I did not know what the fourth one was. Um, Mitch. Right, so you're feeling melancholic. I know what the morbs means. I, I know what the term getting the morbs means because of the Morbius meme from this year, so I do know what that one is. So you're feeling melancholic, and uh, you you go out with a friend, you're partying or something, and I didn't have like the specifics of any of the last, the last stuff, but you know something like you're, you're going out partying with a friend. Okay, cool. Because you got the morbs. Um, Lichen. I heard got the morbs as got the morgs with a G. Um, but I still interpreted that to mean you're feeling down. So it <laughs> looks like I'm on the right track here. Uh, I think Chuckaboo is a friend, maybe a sweetheart, um, going out for a drink. And then the last thing I think is um, a fight. Yeah, you got in a fight. You know, some, something bad happened and you ended up like with an injury. Cool. All right. Okay, so here is what the art historian... Whoa. I, I was also here, and I had an answer as well. I'm so sorry, Biberudin. What did you get? <laughs> oh, well, I didn't get much, to be fair. Um, so for most of the question answering time allotted, I was just stuck on morbs because I thought maybe that would be like, this is a bit anachronistic, but if it was somehow related to the diseases, it, I assumed it was a disease, the disease's uh, scientific name. So I was running through the list of pathogens <laughs> that I could think of that had like morb as part of the scientific name, but I didn't come up with anything, so I just put that was just you were sick. Chuckaboo, I just guessed, yeah, a friend or an acquaintance or something. Collie shangle does sound like a drink, and copped a mouse, I wasn't sure, but um, yeah, I'll just I'll just say I had nothing for that because I didn't form a coherent idea. Cool. All right. When you said, oh man, this is probably anachronistic, I hoped so much that you were saying, well, when I heard Morbs, my first thought was Morbius, and like, when you got the Morbs, you just want to see the movie Morbius. <laughs> and that, that would be anachronistic, I, I would agree with that. Firmly. Um, okay, so here is what the art historian had to say uh, the answer is. In popular slang of the Victorian era, you would have felt melancholy, met up with a close friend, then got into a quarrel and received a black eye. Oh, mm. interesting. So mm. Collie Shangles is a quarrel, and Cop de Mouse has got a black eye. So there is no mention okay. of drink in there. Interesting. Okay, okay. Wow. All right, so... So I guess... So I get... I, I was just thinking, I guess I got two quarter points. I'm the same. I'm two quarter points. Well, Zidnaf, what you get, points-wise? Uh, Nothing. Zero for Zidnaf. Okay, um, I should probably keep tallying this. Uh, Bill. Right, so I said depressed, met a friend for a drink, got in a fight. But I got the the fight bit on the, the latter part, the last part rather than the third part. So I think that's a, a 
two two correct elements, so it's a half point. Okay, zero point five. I think that's the fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got the melancholic bit. I got the best friend bit, so I'm on half. I didn't get the others at all. Uh, Mitch, what did you say you got again? Uh, two quarters, so one half. One half. Excellent. And lichen. So the four words I'd actually written down were sad friend drink injury. I think hmm. you're in this. Are we going to yep. accept injury for Black Eye? Yeah, I think that should be worth half of a quarter point. I think no. I think it's a full <laughs> no, quarter I, point. So that's three quarters, please. I I agree. I think that's. I think you're close enough. I definitely think you're close enough. Um, zero point seven five. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then yep. finally, Bibiridian. Um, I just got one quarter if Chuckaboo's friend. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Brilliant. All right, so that's 0.25. Okay, cool. All right, and then uh, question two of the bonus round comes from an unexpected listener, uh, the Right Honourable John Major PM. Uh, yeah, we're actually, we're, we're, we're a, a big hit with the uh, retired Tories demographic. <laughs> we are, yeah, we are. <laughs> we frequently hit all the talking points that they'd hit. Um, okay, so here is what the Right Honourable John Major PM, uh, this is their question. This co-chair of Ronald Reagan's 1980 presidential campaign, was a fellow California entertainer and has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that is just a five-minute or 400-meter walk away from Reagan's. Okay, so we're looking for the co-chair to Ronald Reagan's uh, campaign, star on the Walk of Fame in close proximity to Reagan's. Can you, can you play it again, please? Did he give a year? Yeah, I'll play it again. Hold on. This co-chair of Ronald Reagan's 1980 presidential campaign was a fellow California entertainer and has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that is just a five-minute or 400-meter walk away from Reagan's. Uh, I got nothing for this. Ditto. Me neither. Ditto. Give, give me a minute. I want to have a think about this. Okay, how are we fixed? I, uh, I've got something. I have an answer. I, I need to think of a funny joke answer because I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I got nothing, but hopefully something moderately funny. Um, okay, so who is this co-chair? Zidnath. The only California entertainer who... Uh, I know is involved with, with politics would be Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I'm pretty sure is like the wrong time period, yeah. but it's all I got. Um, Bill. I said Robert Mitchum. Who? Robert Mitchum. He was like a, a real tough guy actor in the, in the sixties, fifties and sixties. Wow. Hmm. Um, the, Oh me. Uh, I have no idea. I was tossing up between Jake Paul or Bonnie Tyler. I'm going to go with Bonnie Tyler. That's in the 80s, isn't it? She sang Total Eclipse of the Hearts. That must be somewhere in that vicinity. So my answer is Bonnie Tyler. Uh, Mitch. I said just also Ronald Reagan. Uh, he was, his co-chair was just himself again. And he actually has one ho- one star on the Walk of Fame for like being an actor. And then for some reason, a second one for being the president, mm. which I, I don't think that's usually allowed. But that's what happened. <laughs> Facts. Um, Lichen. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought 
possibly Elvis Presley, even though Presley, I'm almost certain, died mm. before Reagan would have been president. So I've mm. written as my answer, zombie Elvis Presley. <laughs> nice. That is great. That is a great answer. Um, and finally, Bibliridian. Okay, so this one's is kind of a stretch, but I'm saying Jerry Lewis because in the first Back to the Future movie, when Marty McFly goes back in time and is trying to convince Doc Brown that he's from the future, Doc Brown says, well, if you're from the future, then who's the president? To which Marty McFly responds, Ronald Reagan. To which Doc Brown says in response, the actor? Well, then who's the vice president? Jerry Lewis? And I'm really hoping that oh. that joke was actually much smarter than I ever gave it credit for. And that somehow this makes sense. Wow. Hmm. God, if you are right, that is a brilliant catch. That is awesome. Uh, okay, so the answer, according to uh, the Right Honourable John Major, is as follows. The answer is Mike Curb. Mike Curb. Does anyone I've know never heard this name in my life. who Mike Curb is? Yeah, I have no idea. I, I would have never guessed anything even close to that. So do we have, we have zeros all the way down. Well, yep. Mike Kerr yep. was actually a good friend of Jerry Lewis. No, he wasn't. <laughs> the heckling that goes on in this show. Also a very good friend of Ronald Reagan, which was my answer. <laughs> okay, so we got zero all the way down there. The final question from this round, and the final question of this quiz comes from uh, Key, Key Lorne. I'm going to assume, or it could be Helorn, depending on what romanization is going on. Uh, this is not an audio question. This was sent in via text. So uh, I'm just going to read it out in, in place of Helorn. Um, so the question is, according to the club sandwich theory, how many phases of ice exist on the moon Ganymede? Can everyone just say the word sandwich out loud, out loud real quick? I'm, I say it correctly. All of y'all can go away and poop. <laughs> It's sandwich. Why? Why is it sandwich? Because I come from <laughs> Ireland and we speak the correct English here. I don't. I don't want to be mean. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful. Thank way you. To say it. I, I love it. I love it so much. I, I want to appreciate. There's a it. there's a running joke at that. No one. I don't think anyone actually says this. Um, but a common way of teasing someone who talks like me is to say that we hang sandwiches. Um, hang being the replacement for ham. Um, no, that's that's real. I've never heard anyone say hang sandwiches. No, that's real. Oh my god, is that actually real? Yeah. Do you say it? <laughs> I do not. Wow. I, and like that is real, as in people in earnest will say it, and not as a self-referencing joke. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Well, you learn something new. Um, so, according to the club sandwich theory, <laughs> how how many phases of ice exist on the moon Ganymede? Now, are we allowed to have a definition of phase of ice? I mean, you can, but you're not going to get it from me. Because I don't know. I mean, it's the phases of matter, right? Like, I don't know the question. I'm assuming this is talking about, like, solid, liquid, gas. No. Plasma. Definitely not, because I vaguely remember that there are about seven, I think, phases of ice. And they're to do with um, the type of... Uh, pressure conditions i think that the ice is under yeah. um so it's not liquid oh, i have no idea yeah um i have i have an idea a small idea i think there's a clue in the question i think um 
I have an answer. I have an answer. I have an answer too. Yeah. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> Tentatively. All right. So according to the club's language theory, how many phases of ice exist on the moon Ganymede Zidnath? So my theory here is that like the club sandwich theory is some sort of analogizing of Ganymede to a club sandwich with, with mm-hmm. like different parts of a club sandwich being different kinds of ice. So the only question here is like, uh, what exactly is a club sandwich and how many ingredients does it have? Which I'm actually kind of embarrassed. I don't really know offhand. So I guessed three. Okay. Okay. Bill. I said five. Um, feeling like, you know, it's going to be bread, filling, bread, filling, bread. And then assuming that the three breads aren't actually like the exact same uh, phases of matter. Um, which may be a flaw, but, you know, I think it's a loose, a loose, uh, analogy. Uh, so I'm going with five. Okay. So I like Zidnaf and kind of like Bill. I think the clue is the club sandwich bit. Um, I was thinking that it's, it's not, you don't read the layers down. You just read each thing. So it wouldn't be bread filling, bread filling. Bread would just be one. So I'm thinking to myself that like you'd have bread, then you'd have some sort of like vegetable type thing in there then like some sort of meat, um, almost like a BLT sort of thing. And so I was thinking maybe four, possibly, um, but that's a, a shot in the dark trying, and I don't actually know what a club sandwich is. Um, so shot in the dark trying to think of what a standard sandwich is composed of. Answer four, Mitch. Right, so apparently this was a common mentality just thinking okay well what would the sandwich be made of for this analogy to make sense but then also not knowing what the sandwich is um i was thinking (laughs) bare minimum ingredients for a sandwich is you have bread with some sort of filling so i went with two that like there's some type of bread that's on the outside and inside and then a separate type of ice that's in the middle and so there's there's two of them yeah yeah that makes sense uh lichen I was under the impression that a club sandwich distinguishes itself from your everyday run-of-the-meal kind of sandwich by having a third slice of bread in the middle of it. Oh. And so I was thinking three. The top bread, the middle bread, and the bottom bread. Oh, so you were excluding the fillings from this analogy. I had originally thought about... Well, to elucidate my thought processes fully, I'd initially imagined it actually as alternating layers of ice and water in the moon so you've got ice then water as like the filling of the sandwich then ice again then water as the filling then ice and then the sort of rocky core of Ganymede but as the question says phases of ice I thought I would nix the water from the model which might not be there in any case it's probably really just like solid ice all the way down that happens to occur in different phases because of the different densities as you approach the core of the planet and I think there's going to be three pieces because I think and I could be wrong but I believe that there are three pieces of bread in a club sandwich. Mm, okay, Biberidian. I was much less scientific. I was thinking three, just because in, in my head, the, the action of sandwiching something inherently involves three components. You've got the thing in the middle that's being sandwiched on either side by two other things. So that but it seemed to me to be three. Mm? The, th- the thing is, it's not three components, right? Because the bread is one component twice. Right? Uh, am I weird for thinking of it that way? That it's 
No, no, you, you're, you're not. You're not. Okay. I, I, I totally see that. Um, I actually agree with Mitch. My, my, my best guess after hearing everybody else's thing is that a club sandwich has three slices of bread, but the bread is one thing, and then there's one for the yeah. filling and one for the other filling, so that three, three total. That's my thinking right now. I was not thinking of it in terms of a literal sandwich. I was just imagining some sort of planetary phenomenon in which things got smushed together in a sandwich-like okay. fashion, and so mm, that, that made me think three. And then Edgar said, I think there's a clue in the question, which made me start to hyperanalyze the text there. And I assumed the, the, the fact that club sandwich is mentioned in the question, I did not consider that a clue. I thought that was just sort of part of the question. And so in my hyperanalysis, I thought maybe the sun in sandwich no. is a reference to sun, which is the number three in Mandarin. So therefore, I'm going with three. <laughs> That's glorious. Now, to be clear for everyone, like I don't know if there's a clue. It just it popped out to me because it was in like uh, scare quotes, and I was like, why include that? Like that information, that first like um, relative clause or whatever seems to be giving us information. It, that's, that was my thing, but I I don't have a clue. Um, either way, Keylorn uh, or Keylorn. Uh, says that the answer is, it is theorized that there are four phases of ice on Ganymede. Ice 1, Ice 3, Ice 5, and Ice 6. A six differentiated by crystal structure. So all those who said four get a point. So Zidnaf, did you get a point? Nope. No points. Uh, Bill, did you get a point? I did not. Uh, I got a point. Wow. Cool. Mitch? I, I did not get a point. No points. Lycan? Nothing. Nothing. Bib? Nope. Wow. Okay. So, thus concludes the Artifaxian uh, Christmas pub quiz, notable for not having any Christmas-related questions for the third year running. Um, that concludes the, quest, the, the quiz. We have, we can declare winners. Winner, the winner of the quiz, shock horror, is Bill. With eleven point four nine nine, just like every time. <laughs> no, no, we're keeping. No, it's not point five. It's point four nine nine because that's what I input inputted. Um, Bill, Bill wins eleven point four nine nine questions answered correctly. In second place, a valiant effort from our newcomer Lycan, uh ten point four one six questions answered correctly, and then in third place is Zidnaf with 9.666 questions answered correctly. And in a stunning turn of events, I'm so sorry to throw you under the bus here, Mitch. I didn't come last for the first year. <laughs> and I am so pleased That's my that my year has ended on a high note. I'm so happy. Um, no, hold on. Read out, the ex read out the exact points because we need to know uh, my quantum state of plus or minus a half point. So if if we include the plus half point, you are 7.5, whereas I'm 8.499. Um, okay. If you were minus a half point, it'd be 6.5. I'd go plus half point on this one, Mitch, if you want my opinion. <laughs> well, it's both simultaneously. That's the whole thing. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, it's, it's the half thing. <laughs> um, so that's it. Thank you so much, folks, uh, for coming. Thanks, uh, Zidnaf, um, Mitch, Lycan, uh, Bib, thanks for being here. Really means a lot. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, 
Thanks for having us. Good, good meeting, Lycan. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome to yeah. whatever it is we do here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Thank you. And thanks a million to all of you for uh, listening. Um, have a very happy Christmas, happy holidays, um, happy new year. Bill and I will see you all in early January. Um, and for Lycan here, the tradition here is that we all sign off by simultaneously saying Edgar out. Okay? Very good. Cool. All right. So until next time, Edgar Edgar out. I love it so much. (laughs) The more of a train wreck that is. (laughs) All right. Right. Shall we stop recording? Let's kill recording. (laughs) Yeah.